get to the money. Welcome to another episode of Drinking After Dark, a podcast where we discuss random topics while having a few drinks. I'm your host, Darius, and as always, drink responsibly. And y'all make sure y'all follow Drinking After Dark podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And y'all make sure y'all like and subscribe to Drinking After Dark podcast YouTube channel. Tonight, I have a very special guest with me. She's returning for the second time. She's the owner of Savannah Sweet Spa. Welcome back, Miss Savannah Jones. What's going on? Hold on, she she I'm muted so herself. <laughs> My bad, I was on mute, but nah, thank you for having me back. I'm really glad to be back here. I'm excited for tonight. That's what's up, that's what's up. Uh, before we get started, you know, I always like to let the people know what we're drinking on tonight. What you drinking on tonight? So tonight, I just have some tea, nothing, Um, no gin this time. I had some gin and juice last time. But tonight, we just got some um chamomile tea, so we chilling. That's what's up. And y'all know what I'm drinking on. My crown roll of vanilla mixed with Dr. Pepper cream soda. So, you know, my go-to drink every time I do this show or even when I'm out socially, it's my go-to drink. Uh, before we get started, um, just want to give a huge uh, shout out to my sponsor, Joe Shakinab and Shakinab.com. Y'all go visit Shakinab.com for services, monthly updates, and contact information. Once again, visit Shakinab.com promoting leadership and scholarship. So Savannah, what you been up to lately? Well, um, I, last time we talked, I told you I was in the middle of a relaunch. Well, you know, I finally got that on its feet. The ball is rolling. I just dropped everything July 23rd. So uh, men and women products now is on the website. New updated website, new and improved products, some new um, some just revent it. So totally share the link, um, savannahstore.org. You can place an order anytime. Just get my baby back on his feet with the new products, with the relaunch. So that's just where I'm at right now. Kind of restarting over, but trying to stay steady. What kind of products do you have just for the people um, who didn't watch us the last time? Uh, just let the people know what type of products that um, that you have. Okay, so I hand make skincare products. So right now my line consists of for women, I have whipped body butter, which is shea butter and coconut oil. You can use it on your whole body. I also have a cranberry rose petal scrub that you can use on your whole body. And I also have cinnamon oatmeal soap, uh, bar soap. For the men, I have a man moisturizer, scented and unscented. And then I also have cognac and Cuban scented soap for men as well. 
And same thing for the cranberry and whipped body butter for the women. Um, you can get scented and unscented. So it's a nice little menu. I definitely plan on adding some more stuff. But right now, all of those items are definitely available. Definitely. And um, to go back, uh, just a brief summary how you got started um, with your own business and everything like that. Just let the people know uh, real quick. Definitely. So, <clears throat> excuse me, Savannah Sweet Spa definitely has been in business since uh, 2017. I uh, really just started making products for my mom who has thyroid disease. Her skin is super sensitive. They seem to work for her. She recommended I start selling to the public. And really just from that day, it's, it's been on the ground running. So here we are now today. That's what's up, man. And um, I haven't forgot that, you know, I still want to be the face of your man's line. So, <laughs> You know, I ain't forgot totally. about that. I, I know last time I, I think I rewatched our video like 50 times. But um I was like, yeah, I know he said him him and his homeboys could hook me up with some photos. So no, listen, I got some more stuff coming for the fellas. This this is just the beginning. How long does it usually take you to make your product? Like how long does it the process and everything to packaging? How long does it usually take you to, to make it? Uh, it really depends on which product, like with the with body butter that I think that's probably my longest product because I actually have to let it sit for like an hour and not touch it and do nothing with it. So it's like that extra time of me just sitting there waiting for it to solidify adds on extra time. So I want to say my quickest product, honestly, because I'm done with it, like right then and there, I don't have to wait on anything. It's probably my scrub as soon as I get done whipping it up I just put it in the drum I'm done with my soap and with body butter I have to typically wait an hour or at least 24 hours for that to solidify up and then I can start working on the next step I can't just you know place it up and it be done so I say with the whip body butter probably anywhere from two hours and then also with the soaps I want to say that's just about an hour Okay. Yeah, definitely. And um, let the people know where they can find you at. So I'm on Instagram at Savannah's Glow. I'm on Facebook, Savannah Sweet Spy. And you can check out my website, savannahstore.org, O-R-G. Um, also email me if you like, savannahsweetspy at gmail.com. Okay, definitely. Y'all go ahead and support Savannah and, um, you know, she's She's really doing her thing. Like she's making a name for herself. Um, just to give y'all a brief uh, history, uh, we met at an event. Um, she was, you know, selling our products, and my daughter wanted something that I forgot what she wanted. I bought it for, her. and I told her about my uh, platform. And then a couple of months later, she asked, "You know, can she come on?" I said, "Absolutely." And we did our first episode not too long ago, and here we are again doing the. Uh, Doing round two. So um, getting a lot of positive feedback um, with your episode and everything like that. So it's been a, it's been a blessing uh, to have you on. So I really appreciate that. Of course. I'm always glad to be here and I wanted to hop back on. So I'm excited again. <laughs> so um, we're going to uh, get into some things. Um, I don't know you heard, you know, we still dealing with COVID right now, but now we have to worry about monkeypox. Mm -hmm. 
you know, um, just like COVID, it came out of nowhere. And, you know, now it's here in the U.S. Um, have you seen the pictures of people with the monkeypox and everything like that? From my understanding, I know they get real bumped up. Like, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like COVID part two again. Like, you don't really know too much about it. Everybody's just catching it and it's spreading really quickly. So I know like New York right now is going through a lot with that, but I'm a, you know, I can't, I don't know what it is. I just know people are getting bumped up and sick. Like that's all I can really tell you. Yeah. I think it's like uh, what I just read. I think it's like the variation of the smallpox. So, so yeah, it's um, it, new things are coming up. It just seemed like around this time, the last, two three years or so we just getting stuff that is coming out of nowhere i think they have kept it under wraps but i think they let it loose and stuff and now it's affecting everybody um some of the pictures i've seen was uh really not pleasant to be honest is you know it grows too that's the thing about it it grows and it's like wow like what is there anything that could actually stop this or what i don't i don't get it I don't get it. I just pretty much just just gotta be careful out here. That's the only thing about it. Cause you know, you're hearing about monkeypox now, but you never heard about chicken pox in like in the last 10, 15 years. Or now, longer I, than that. I had chicken pox too as a kid. Yeah, I had it as well. So it's like what what did they do to get rid of chicken pox? Because I my daughter never had it. You know, my nephew's never had it. So what's 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 really going on? Yeah. You know, it's it's just new stuff. I think what it is is that my personal belief is that a lot of these labs out here Mm -hmm. are using us as um, guinea pigs for their own profit. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's kind of like they want to create something, then create, like they create a virus, then they want to create a uh some type of vaccine or whatever so they could sell it and make money off of it it's like why i think we need to i think the world needs to have some regulations on these labs and all this bs that's going on right now because it's ridiculous it is ridiculous and i don't want i'm not saying it's as bad as covid but you know you're talking about a public um health scare you know and you saw what happened with the last one people at home not doing anything Mm -hmm. so you know maybe it just comes and goes maybe it don't last as long but you know it was after wait and see it's still it's still new to us like you said new york always getting hit first yeah (laughs) yeah they are that's crazy they're the first in everything supposedly so i mean yeah Think about it. When people travel to America for the first time, the first place they stop is New York. Yeah. So you think about even too. think about it. The Titanic, they want to land in New York. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they get everything first pretty much. Mm -hmm. But I think I also I don't think it's just labs. I think that's just big pharma, period. Like they're going to purposely make people sick to 
give you like a pill or a treatment where it's going to give you a little bit of help, but you're going to have to keep coming back and getting it. So this ain't no different from what we see with cancer and chemotherapy or things like um, uncurable STDs. Like they'll give you things that will like help you, but at the end of the day, it's not going to actually solve the problem. You're still going to be sick. I mean, if you look at it either way, so it's really just big pharma, like this is what they do. They've been doing it for a while. And this is just another disease that we as people have to worry about. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think now people should wake up and start to realize that, you know, new stuff is going to emerge, you know, it's kind of like, when you go into the ocean, all of a sudden you see a new species that nobody's ever talked about before. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they so-called discovered it, but it's been there the whole time. They were just in hiding. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's the way I look at it. You know, new stuff is going to come and go. I get it. I mean, that's just how this world works. It's just that. Is it, is it being done on purpose just to find a cure, you know, mm-hmm. sacrificing, us humans here to make a quick dollar and I, I think that's where the question is for me yes we always gonna be the dollar I mean because when you look at stuff like funeral costs death almost costs as much as living like some people some people funeral be costing more than like what they uh be going through in a lifetime you know what I'm saying so like not only is big pharma getting money, but funeral homes are getting money. Uh, like it's it's everybody is getting a dollar off of you, just your regular person. So whether you alive or dead, somebody definitely gonna make a dollar off of you. Yeah, yeah. Funeral costs is uh, it's a lot, but you really you just paying for the celebration of life. That's what yeah. you're doing. It's like one big um, memorial in a sense and it's sometimes I just can't believe the the cost of funerals it's casket flowers you know singers possibly if you want somebody to sing you know the service (laughs) you know it's just it's a lot it's a lot and um yeah somebody's yeah everybody's gonna benefit you know, through that, somebody's gonna make a dollar somehow, mm-hmm. somewhere, like you said. And you know, I think people just need to speak up and just be like, "Hey, look, we tired of this. We tired of this." And you gotta think too. A lot of the taxpayers' money are going to these big pharma companies and you know their labs and all of that to do these experiments for what? When he asked for that, we just asked for the roads to be good, mm-hmm. schools to be straight making sure that the food is you no know, right and all that, the product and all that. And that's that. You know, we ain't asked for all of this. And that simple stuff you just named is still not being fixed. <laughs> like rose, the food, all that is still like nothing. It's nothing is getting worse. I think these uh there's there's conspiracies and and a lot of people who are in cahoots with one another all over. Because I personally think the reason why these uh, streets are not getting fixed so they can tear your cars up so uh, you can go buy you another car. So, or these tire companies, you know, they're like, oh man, tires, brakes, you know, your shocks, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. they'd be like, 
no, nah, nah, we don't need to fix that because if if y'all fix that, then we can't make money. So leave leave that pothole right there. Yeah. Let them run over it. Matter of <laughs> fact, this, disguise it for us. We need a disguise. Matter I'm of fact, you. matter of fact, go ahead and make it snow one time so people can run off the off the street. I I maybe it's a Grinch thing for me, but I literally like strongly dislike snow. I don't like anything about it. It does nothing for me. Like it's it's pretty, you know, like on TV and other places where I can see it. But when I'm actually like in snow, it's just like, what is this? Like I just can't get into it. So you have never got into the whole snow experience. I think the last time I can say I actually enjoy snow, I think third grade, third or fourth grade. And like oh, after that, it was just like nothing else for me. <laughs> oh, you tripping. I still like snow to this day. Why? What does it do? First off, it keeps me home. <laughs> That's what it does. You know, shoot. And they're like, oh, no, streets are bad. Stay home. So I get to have a chill day. Don't have to use no vacation days and nothing like that. And also, too, yeah, I think I have a daughter, so we can go outside and, you know, we could have our own little snowball fights and, yeah. you know, create our own sled and go down a hill or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, just have that type of fun. So yeah. even, even though it doesn't snow during Christmas, like I used to when I was growing up, you know, now it snows like March and April, yeah. which I don't, which we don't need snow by then, you know, Christmas time, snow, you no know, tree lights, hot chocolate movies, you yeah. know, I don't get that. It'd be 70 degrees on Christmas day. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's how you know they'd be playing with the weather. They said it's, um like the global warming thing but I knew I just when places like Texas start getting snow and all of this stuff I'm just like I never heard of Texas ever in my life getting snow like maybe they have before and it just missed me you know maybe I just didn't hear about it but that's my first time ever hearing about Texas with snow I done seen skinny polar bears I'm like what's going on on these parts of the world (laughs) why is everything messed up like this Hey, look, they messing with the weather. That's like you said, they messing with it, you know, so they trying to corrupt, they trying to control it because, you know, the crops and everything like that. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do, trying to control the weather. They know what they're doing. Listen, food prices is up, and I mean, like, up and stuck. I don't see them going down really no time soon, so that's another, I mean, really, everywhere you turn, you are going to, somebody's going to find a way to eat off of you, whether it's for you to get a new car because of that pothole or because you did, now you got to get your body through a funeral home. Somebody going to find some type of system to set up to where you just got to spend some money so they can get something out of you. And I just think that's really sick. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's sick. You know, luckily for us now, we're in um, tax-free, uh, no food, uh, tax-free month here in Tennessee I know in Kentucky y'all don't really get taxed on like food and stuff but still it's still going up though 
the prices is ridiculous and you know but it's it's all of you know all of this is due to uh 2020 so pretty much ever since then you start seeing things going up you know you got people who are not going back to their jobs you know and stuff like that Mm because they found other ways to make money and you know and be happy with what they're doing instead of just being miserable and working for people that they don't really care about or the people don't care about them you know stuff like that so you know it was the reason why they was trying to hear get the the country back up because you know people they started to discover like oh i can make this money doing this or doing that or i could work on my dreams and stuff like that you know that's what that is so i'm just like hey I mean, we should encourage people to go off and follow their dreams. But nothing beat COVID prices though. Can you remember the last time gas was a dollar? Cause I remember like gas was a dollar in 20, but I'm saying like before COVID, do you remember gas ever being like a dollar prior to that? Uh yeah. I remember growing up, it was like 75 cents a gallon. What? Well, see, we was born. <laughs> I like, okay. What year was you born? I was born in 88. Okay, I was born in 98. But see, I just got my license in like 2018. Yeah, you missed all of that. <laughs> you missed yeah, it. I remember, I remember going to the gas station. Literally put $5 in your tank. You get either get like three quarters of a tank or depending on how much gas you had in your car, you can fill it up. That's how that's how uh, much gas was back then, but over the course of time, it just kept rising and rising and rising. Um, and I remember in twenty in two thousand eight, that's when it was like a little bit out of control in terms of gas prices because was, it was going up four or five dollars a gallon. You know, kind of like how it was just recently mm-hmm. going up that much. And um, but crazy thing about it was during COVID, gas was like a dollar something during COVID because yeah. nobody. Nobody was going to work. Well, you couldn't go nowhere. It was just, I think COVID prices was like the best prices. Like you could get a round trip for like $80. For, I mean, like flight prices was great. Gas prices was great. I mean, I really just remember everything being dumb low. Like places were practically begging people to like come and spend whatever you can because they needed it. Now it's like people can barely spend anything because prices are so high everywhere, whether you going out to eat, whether you buying groceries, like it really doesn't matter. It's like everything is going up in prices ever since it opened back up. But I honestly, me personally, I would not mind if we go through another shutdown. Like I just feel like we probably will need it because eventually if this uh monkeypox stuff keeps spreading like it is then we definitely gonna need a shutdown to get something under control because i don't i don't see this being kind of no different than covid yeah well i don't think you heard anybody die from monkeypox yet either compared to compared to covid where people were you know falling really ill and even you know die from it so you know, that's, I think that was the biggest difference uh, in the two. But funny thing is, I think I had COVID before. 
I just didn't know. A lot of people it. said that. But see, I it was before COVID even came about. Because mm-hmm. when I was sick, I was sick for a whole month in like February of 2020. Mm-hmm. And by the time they shut down the schools and everything, that's when I started getting better. So I'm like, I've been sick. I couldn't even talk. That's how bad I was. I couldn't even talk at all. And by the time I get better, my birthday is coming up. I couldn't do nothing because that's when everything shut down and I was mm-hmm. pissed. I'm like, I couldn't wait till April 1st. No, I got my birthday in, like literally. I remember my birthday was March 6th. I think like March 15th, everything got shut down. And I was like, yo, thank God I got to get my B day in for this year because I totally did not see that coming. Like, I mean, I don't think anybody really saw that much coming. But yeah, within like the next week, whole country was just shut down. Yeah, I think they just talked about like a couple of weeks for the, you know, everything to shut down and sanitize and do all this stuff. And it went from a couple of weeks to a few months. Mm-hmm. You couldn't find nothing in grocery stores. You couldn't find ground beef, toilet paper. They took water. It was just, I remember I, I even went uh, grocery shopping when they said they was going to shut everything down. Mm-hmm. And I seen everybody at the grocery stores. Yeah. I went to like four four grocery stores in that one night. Yeah. You know, and it's... But it was some great times, too. I came a lot. It was some great times, and we got a lot of great... Um, a lot of great um, entertainment during that time period. Yeah. You know... Uh, let me see. That's when I finally got Disney Plus. So I wasn't going to get it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm stuck at home. Let me go get Disney Plus. And then I've had it ever since because I'm reliving my childhood yeah. through Disney Plus. Got HBO Max. Love it. Yeah. Um, the whole versus battle came about in 2020, mm-hmm. even though it's um, it's terrible now. It's played out. It's it's played out. Um, they do it on a weeknight when they should do it on a weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of the artists that people want to see don't want to do it. Yeah. So it's like, but I would say this: they still giving you good, uh, well, not good, great content. Because the last battle they had that was just ridiculous. I, I, I the sat clips. there. Here, you want to know so bad? What? I hate myself for doing this. I actually watched the whole doggone thing for four hours. Four hours. That's because you gotta think they had the pre-battle, the like the opening battle, right? Ray J and Bobby, uh, Bobby Valentino versus mm-hmm. Pleasure P and Sammy. They did more talking than singing. They did more talking shit, all that stuff, and you know it was just like it was just a terrible. Terrible sight to see. Like, you know, music yeah, and not on that, but Ray J was all off pitch. You know, Pleasure P looked like he a security guard ready to whoop <laughs> some dudes and stuff. You know, Bobby V think he's reliving the early 2000s. You know, Sammy, you know, Sammy the only one that could actually, to me, could sing. Mm-hmm. Like his his voice is still amazing. And but they were just they 
They didn't even want to get off stage. They was trying to get them off stage. They were still up there on stage. Pleasure P was up there like, hold on, I ain't, we ain't done yet. They trying to rush us off stage. Yeah, nigga. <laughs> y'all, y'all said they did all that talking. Y'all talking all that shit to one another. Ray J had a whole bunch of people on stage for no apparent reason. It was just ridiculous. And then, Omarion versus Mario. <sighs> okay. How can I say this? But I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm not trying to be as disrespectful when I say this, but I'm going to say this. That was unfair for Omarion. Clearly unfair for him because if you're going against Mario, you could tell talent-wise in terms of the vocals, mm-hmm. one was more superior. And it showed you, it showed you that one's more of an entertainer and one is a vocalist. Mm-hmm. You know, Omarion, he thinking he's still that same teenage boy that came out with B2K dancing and singing. Mm-hmm. That dude was out of breath, you know, trying to do everything. And uh, Mario, here's the crazy thing. Mario was singing songs nobody's heard of, and it was going harder than what Omarion was doing. That's bad. Now, that's bad. And then the worst part of that, the worst, well, it's two. I'm going to tell the first part. So when Omarion brought the damn watermelon out, him and his brother. I seen that. I, I told my Awkward. wife. I told my wife, I said, babe, I think the watermelon stock went down after that shit. Because <laughs> you, you're trying to say you, you, okay. I'm trying to say it tastes like watermelon. That's what you're trying to insinuate. It tastes like watermelon. Oh, no. That was a, that's, it's like you're trying to put on a show because you know vocally you can't beat this guy. Yeah. Instead, instead of just playing your hits, just play your hits. Well, B2K and your early hits. Right. You know, because even though Mario is a better singer, there's no doubt that you have, you know, your body of work is still better than Mario's. But he didn't do that. But then, you know how I said Ray J's pitch was just off? It was just... (sighs) Tell me why Marion brought out Jeremiah. Oh, I heard that was bad too. I I swear to you, not I wanted to. I wanted to go deaf after I heard his voice. Uh-huh. It was, I don't know what Amarion was thinking. I don't, I'm not understanding. Like you do know when they're they have to go up there live, it's going to show. Yeah. And it's so bad. And I felt I felt so bad for him because he shouldn't even be put in that position. Oh, damn. You know, he was out there throwing out roses, trying to make up the fact. Uh, I was like, okay, this is enough. Can we stop this ASAP? Everybody's doing but singing. You know, the best singers of the night, like I said, was Sammy and Mario. And not only that, but Mario... Let me see. Oh, oh, Amarion brought out Tank, right? To sing with him. Now, mm-hmm. Tank is sing. Yeah. Talented, talented singer. Yes. But I guess when they was trying to hit a certain note, 
They couldn't do it. Mario told them, no, back up. I'm going to show y'all how it's done. Took over his song. Damn. I said, and this is, uh, I need Swiss and Timberland to get it right. I mean, if anything, people have been asking for Usher and Chris Brown. Give the people what they want. That's all I'm saying. Even though, you know, you got people that's going to go for Usher, people going to go for Chris Brown. We all know it's a generational thing. You know, my generation is Usher. Your generation is Chris Brown. Yeah. Why? I don't know. But it's Chris Brown. So. (laughs) What you mean you don't know? Why you don't know? It's it's the age difference. How old is Chris Brown is about two years younger than me. You 32? I'm 34. Okay. And how old is Usher? Usher is 40-something. Yeah, so that got a little gap. Yeah, and yeah, I think I grew up listening to Usher. Right. I was a, sen- I was a senior in high school when Chris Brown came out. See? So, not saying, like, I'll tell you right now, Chris Brown had his first album, still one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life. I think but, that's his most memorable album too because I mean I still have I'm gonna be a buck I still haven't even listened to Chris Brown's new album Breezy like it's literally a couple of albums he them dropped over the years I can tell you really no songs well yeah I think because the whole climate has changed when, t- came, when it comes to music because now it's more of a singles th- uh, market Mm. more so than anything else uh back then you actually had to put out an album and get those reviews and you know your singles would carry your album sales but now it's just like you know with the streaming service and you know collabing you want to collab with everybody social media involved that's what you uh that's what you get you get a whole bunch of singles but i'm gonna tell you right now it'll be a great battle between the two because both of them got I think both of them got over 20 songs. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. But if you were to ask me, me personally, I brought up Chris Brown's first album. And if you want to throw in the second album, cool. Mm -hmm. But if you go back and you look at Usher's body of work, a lot of people don't know his first album. He was a teenager. Mm -hmm. Self-titled Usher. Then you got the My Way album, which is the album I grew up on. Mm-hmm. And you got the A701, and then of course you have the confessions. Right. So that's four albums right there that is like amazing. And we ain't talking about the collabs that he's done either. Right. So you know, it's it would be a great battle. I think it would be great to bring um two generations together, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. And I think the people will definitely, definitely watch it, but it's it's been watered down. I mean, it's been. I think the original format was always better anyway, because, mm-hmm. you know, they could just play their music. They're not doing all the talking or whatever. They get it, get it in, get it out. That's that. But now it's just depending on who they uh, put up there next. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm gonna watch it. And it's been a couple I haven't watched. 
I had I think the last verses I actually watched was uh Gucci and Jeezy. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. Cause I remember I had seen Monica and Brandy and then Gucci Trash. and Jeezy. And that's the literally that's the last verses I re, I remember watching. And um after that I've been off ever, ever since. Yeah, the actually the Gucci and Jeezy verses actually set the record. For what? Most views? Yeah. I could see at, that. Because at first it was Babyface and Teddy Riley. They broke Instagram actually. Because they had like over 500,000 people yeah. live on Instagram by itself. And Instagram, they couldn't hold that many people. So they actually broke it. And wow. then, of course, over time, they fixed it. Now you can have, you know, over a million. So when they, because people thought Jeezy and Gucci going to, you know, you know, something might pop off because that, mm-hmm. that was a real legit beef. Yeah. So that was... That's why I watched it. (laughs) And you could tell, you could tell Gucci was waiting for that moment. He played. He had, he was, every disc record he had, he played. But he needed that. He needed to play that get off his chest. Yeah. And But you saw at the end how they played that classic song, So Icy, and walked off. It was a cool moment. But, you know, it, it all, versus, you know, they had their time, you know, they had the Earth, Wind, and Fire and uh Yeah. And Isley Brothers, which I watched. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, they had their uh locks and uh and um dip set, which was amazing. Fat Joe and Ja Rule was amazing. Um who else? Gladys Knight and uh Patty LaBelle, that was amazing. You know, they they had they had a lot of great uh verses and not so great because the 112 and jacket edge was trash i didn't even watch it i turned it on i said no nah, this is trash let me turn it off let me uh go night night and that's what i did <laughs> yes honey after gucci and jeezy uh they never seen me again and i i can see why uh gucci did that i mean if somebody tried to take your life i think the least you could do is play a disc record you know just just to release some type of built-up frustration um because i'm pretty sure it's 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 been that over the years but i definitely appreciate how they ended it um at the end was so icy i do appreciate that but yeah i every time i hear something about verses it's typically never like did you see the good verses it's always like this was some bullshit like it's typically what i be hearing now yeah lately um let me see who was it bone thugs and harmony and three six mafia mm-hmm. i don't know if you heard how that verse started i think a fight broke off right yep it so did i watched it because you know like i said that's my generation so i grew up listening to bone thugs and three six yeah and the way it started i said I'm not surprised because who started it? And they they got the fight. They they already showed the fight. And then they decided to go off air, be like, we having technical difficulties. No, you no, you not. Who started it? Come on now. I'll give you a hint. He's uh in bone thugs. 
I I don't know any of their names. You don't know? Oh yeah, I forgot. I keep uh, forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh for real, man! I, I like if you say that name, I'd probably be like, oh, that was like Crazy Bone. Is is that one of them? Crazy Bone. Crazy Bone is one of them. Busy Bone is one of them. Lazy Bone, Flesh and Bone. I must say Lazy Bone. That sounds like it'll be right. No, nah, it was actually busy. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm saying Lazy Bone. That's a member, like, right? Lazy Bone? Yeah, Lazy Bone. Yeah. Flesh and Bone, Busy Bone, um, Wish and Bone. So it's, you know, it's it's actually five of them. That's what it is. It's five of them. And... um. One of them actually, when they first came out, it was five of them. And then as time went on, he actually, one of them went to jail. So it was just four of them. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people remember four because their biggest hits was with four. Mm -hmm. But if you go back to the earlier uh, hits, it was five of them. So, but yeah, it's, uh, they're one of the most, no, to me, one of the most talented rap groups ever, in my opinion. You know, them, Wu-Tang and, um, I love three six. Like I, it's a Tennessee thing. I can't help it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a Tennessee thing. And no, of course, you know you have other groups out there, but you know, this there's some of my favorite. Yeah. You know, in terms of a group, I'm not talking about a duo. Right. You know, I'm talking about a group, which basically means more than two. Right. So, you no, know, you want to talk duos? Of course, Outcast is number one, hands down. Yeah. And then I'm going with UGK. That's yes. number two to me. So yeah. that's why I go with. And but no, that's that's the thing. Like I seen that and they got the fight. And I remember my Facebook. We was all talking about it. I like, man, they done got the fighting already. I mean, is somebody like swing? I mean, how how did this fight break off? So Busy Bone said some. I guess three six was talking a lot of shit before. You know, basically how, you know, uh, you see fighters, they talk trash to one another to uh, hype up the fight, yeah. you know, to, sell, to sell the tickets and everything like that. So I guess they were doing that and I guess Busy didn't like it. And, you know, he, I guess they responded back to him. He threw a bottle. Next thing you know, you see Juicy J running over, swinging on him. Oh. And then it was like, come on, man, this is not what we need. Yeah. We don't need this. We, we don't really need this. But I kind of, a lot of things I expected to happen. I, I expected um, Terrence Howard to come out for 3-6 Mafia, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that, which I wasn't surprised because I'm like, they in L.A. Terrence Howard's out there in L.A. I bet that they said, hey, come on out here, man. You, you know you got to perform your song. Yeah. So, but overall, you know, just give the people what they want. That's all I'm saying. Give them what they want, you know, and stop messing around, you know. And sometimes, you know, if it's if it's somebody that people didn't see coming, like, mm-hmm. oh, you got that together, cool. But that's the only thing people have been talking about: Usher versus Chris Brown. And I think they both should do it. I mean, both of y'all here, both of y'all great performers, right? You know, it won't even feel like a versus; it'll feel like a concert. Another generational difference I would like to see, um, just just for like hit to hit, 
not like vo- voice vocal wise, but I would love to see a Mariah Carey and a Beyonce versus. I think they have enough yeah. hits against each other, not vocals, because we clearly know Mariah Carey has that pitch. Um, yes, he has the range. Yeah. Yeah. Like when it comes to vocals, Mariah Carey just holding that torch. But I think hit for hit, I think. I think Mariah Carey and Beyonce both have like over 20 hits on the charts that they could do uh, in a versus. I just think those are two huge names that if they ever did a versus, I think that would definitely break the internet for sure. It will break the internet and it will break the bank account because it's going to cost you a couple billion dollars just to make that happen. Yeah. Because they ain't, they ain't doing it for no millions. They're doing it for billions because they understand the magnitude. Yeah. But why are we talking about Mariah Carey? Are we forgetting Janet Jackson? Are we forgetting her and all of this? No, Janet Jackson definitely got hits uh, for sure. Actually, Janet Jackson is so talented. I don't know why she's never like pushed in the... I really don't know. Ever since that nipple thing, she really kind of like got the black ball. But if you look at Janet's body of work, I mean, she has range from all different types of sounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, working from her brother to working solo, she's got the she's got the different um ranges of music, but I don't know. She just like really got blackballed for real. Well, you know, we didn't do it, so no. Nah. You know, you know how that is in the industry. Yeah, which wasn't her fault, by the way. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not blaming it on her, but that is what happened to her. She did get blackballed because for a minute, I mean, that's all people was talking about Janet Jackson for was that one day. It's like everything else before that was just like kind of thrown out the window. Yeah, it's, uh, well, let, let's just go back. We know who fault it really was. Let's just call it what it is. We know what happened. She didn't pull it out herself. There was a person, we ain't gonna say no names, Justin. He he ripped it off. He ripped it off and he kind of got away. Mm-hmm. You know, his career blew up, you know, and it's like, yo, I respect you more if you would have came out like, no, I did it. That was my bad. Y'all gonna blame anybody, blame me. Mm-hmm. But funny thing was, I think I watched a couple of episodes of the Janet Jackson documentary. Yeah. And um what she said was when Justin Timberlake did the Super Bowl a few years ago, he actually asked Janet Jackson to come and perform with him. Mm. And she said, no. So, you know, I guess it's just that time just to move on and all of that. And, but, you know, she pretty much ran the ninth, late 80s, early nine, well, throughout the entire 90s and really the early 2000s, if you really think about it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think I don't think Mariah would actually do something like that. That's the thing about Mariah. I think she's when you get to a level of like fame, mm-hmm. it's like you never want to come down from that. I mean, she just went to the BT Awards and performed. I and was I don't shocked think, by that. I don't think anybody saw that coming because like. Mariah Carey, BT, and she came out for Mulatto. Like, Mulatto is a, a big artist, but she's not like Mariah Carey status artist. You know what I'm saying? So it's like for you to come out 
for BT and Mulatto. I'm like, what's Mariah Carey doing here? Yeah, I think everybody was shocked because nobody saw Mariah Carey being on that platform. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she was ever there at a BT Awards. I don't think she ever attended a BET Awards. Because now you got to think the BET Awards, what you don't get, you don't get the uh, A list black celebrities. Nah. You don't get that. Not how, like, when they first started, oh, they were right. there. Now they don't even attend anymore. You know, yeah. so, so it's like to see uh, Mariah Carey, even for a brief second, it was cool and everything like that. But, uh, I mean, you had, you know, celebrities of that statue, of the stature, um, attend, even for a brief moment. Michael Jackson attended one yeah. time, you know, but it was for James Brown. That's his idol. Right. So when they asked him, of course, if it's James Brown, he going to do it. That's the man he looked up to. Right. So he's even he gave a speech. You know, made everybody's day. Like he's here at the BET Awards. Wow. I don't yeah, think he's I, ever. I don't think he's ever been on BET. I think the last. I want to say like. I'm gonna have to say once Beyonce and them stopped going, like Kanye West and all of them. I kind of think that's when like you seen big name celebrities just kind of walk away from that. Um, Probably 2015, 2014 was probably like the last good year of, of like some type of big names that would come through the BT Awards. But now it's really just like social media influencers, like people you can that's just like selling T-shirts and stuff on Instagram. So it's 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 kind of went down like a lot. Well, I don't. I think it's BT as a whole. I don't think it's just an award show. It's a lot of these networks, you know, BT, you see MTV, um, VH1. I mean, you start seeing a lot of these networks um, just going down as a whole period. Yeah. So, you know, it's just the uh, way entertainment is now. You know, a lot of uh, reality shows, you know, um, of course, you got ABC, CBS, NBC. They still do yeah. their scripted shows and everything like that. But a lot of these other networks, it's like, hey, look easiest thing we could do put together a reality show get these uh men and women start fighting you know be, uh boost our viewership up <laughs> yeah and that's that because i tell you right now look this is i don't okay you probably don't remember this show what college is college hill you're probably too young for that no, I remember it, and I think they just came out with a celebrity reboot, which I think is dumb when they do that because, like, who asked for that? Nobody asked for it, for one. Uh, <laughs> two, two. Um, I actually saw the first couple of episodes of the reboot. Yeah. And I'm saying, why? Mm. Who's I, It's kind of like you're trying to bring the past, trying to relive the past, and you're trying to bring it to the present. But it had its time, and that's what made it so memorable for a lot of people. You know, I remember uh, the Virgin Islands in Atlanta and Miami. Yeah, I remember the first season when they were at Southern and uh, Virginia State, and you know, you had you had those memories. But when you bring it back, you take these celebrities who are already successful. 
you know, stuff, you put them back in the school, it's kind of like hard for them to really, you know, listen to their yeah. professors. Cause it's like, why should I listen to you? I'm already successful. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's, that was stupid. It was yeah. stupid. And the fact, and his was so crazy. I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they got Stacy Dash on the show. Wow. Where did that's they get what, her from? That's a good question, because I'm thinking, like, hold up. All the comments she made right. over the years, how did you get Stacy Dash on a BET show? When that money hit low. It must be, because it's, uh, I seen that, because I, I seen, uh, you know, you got Slim Thug on there, Ray J. No, Ray J going to do reality show, period. Oh, yeah. That that's like part of his bread and butter, the reality mm-hmm. shows. You're right. Um, Big Frida, you know, mm-hmm. her and um who's the other ones? I don't that's just crazy. No, I don't know their names. The only woman mm-hmm. I know is uh Stacy Dash and um of course Big Frida, but Frida had um had her own reality show. Mm-hmm. I remember that. But other than that, I don't remember. The other, I guess I'm so out of it right now. I don't really watch too much, <laughs> you know, anything anymore like that. But yeah, when I seen Stacey Dads walk through that door and they saw her walk through that door, they were like, huh? They're like, oh, this might be a conflict. Because you could tell they wanted to say something to her with the remarks that she made over the you know, past and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same time, they still wanted to embrace her. But yeah. she wanted to be left alone. It was like, you know, I mean, that Clueless thing got you, got your head messed up. You know, when you <laughs> did that, when you did Clueless, I mean, like, what you think? Because I don't, I remember her and Mo Money. You probably me don't too. know. So it's like, to me, that's what I remember. Brothers. Yeah. Why he like her, I have no idea, but he liked her. And I mean, Stacey's a beautiful woman. Like, yeah, I, could, she... I could see why, but it's like, you know how when somebody's attractive, but when they open up their mouth, it's just like, ooh, you went down like seven notches. Like, you was you was up there, but after you get to talking and seeing their views, you like, um... I'll pass. I think she one of them people, like very gorgeous woman, but she probably get to talking too much, and it's like you know what? It probably ain't even working. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think she was like that back then. I think mm-hmm. after you know her celebrity came down, some and she started making headlines with her remarks. You know, it's uh, I don't know if she truly believed everything that came out of her mouth. Or you know she was put up to it. I don't, I'm not gonna really say, but the fact that you said it and then you know you go do this, it's kind of like, all right, what what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, because if you stand by what you say, then you want to do a show like this. But I, I guess you know it is what it is, and she she did it. She's on the show and, you know, I only saw a couple of episodes. That's on it. I ain't going to make no judgment on it. Yeah. I wish they would have just left it alone. That's what I thought. 
It's kind of like it's kind of like bringing Jersey Shore back. It had its time, right? It had its time. You brought it back, you know. But I think I think that's the problem with entertainment as a whole is that the fact that the new stuff is not catching on like it once did. So they're trying to relive their glory days in a sense, and it's not it's not hidden. It's not hidden the same way. it's the same with movies too you know like coming to america i don't think a part two was ever necessary it's like and part two really really had no even great connection with part one it was almost like a whole another movie again so i think when they start making like part twos and three it's almost like scary movie like the first like one to three scary movies was good and after that it was like Y'all just putting anything in here. I think people just take it too far. Like, let stuff be original and let it have its its value with time. Y'all just keep watering and washing it down with all of these other remakes. Well, two things. One, with the Coming to America 2 movie, I think the problem was it was, it was too long of a gap between the mm-hmm. first and the second one. Because then, you know, the first one, it's a classic. You're not going to touch a classic. But to do a part two, it was kind of like people were asking for it. And I think they just did it because that's what people wanted. And I, I felt like just to get it out the way. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like. Um, kind of like bringing Eddie Murphy back to like the big pitch in a sense. Yeah. Right. Because he did. Uh, My name is Dolomite. I don't know if you ever saw that. I did. Uh, Netflix. Right. Yeah. Have you seen the original Dolomite? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Probably, I probably have seen clips of it, but I've seen the Eddie Murphy Dolomite for sure, the whole thing. Yeah, so I've actually seen the original Dolomite classic black exploitation movie. Um, Rudy Ray Moore um, basically was the guy that you saw the, saw the um, Eddie Murphy version. Mm-hmm. how he basically just put it all together himself. Mm-hmm. So he had that mindset to do it. And of course, you know, it's a classic right now. Um, but yeah, that the part two was too long of a gap. And I don't think a lot of the right, I don't think a lot of the pieces fit. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, now we're coming to the scary movie franchise. I think Marlon Wayans said it best. You know, the Wayans brothers was involved in the, the first two. Mm-hmm. but the company snatched the franchise from them and made three four and five which made it trash Absolutely. so so you could tell in the quality of it you know and even with you no know, debt they still put out great um great uh product after the whole scary movie franchise so yeah. um you know it's just you could tell when it's something different you mm-hmm. can tell the it's not the same people behind it and it's uh it it does have an effect on how you view it because you're always going to uh compare that to the first one yeah you know like uh what's the which one was like one of the worst sequels ever uh oh mortal Kombat 2 when it came out back then i never watched it you don't want to watch it. That's how bad it is. Because, like, the first one, you know, it's a classic 
movie. It is, you could watch the first one, the original one, all day, any day. That second one, it was just awful. I don't know what they were trying to do, but I think that was the time period where everybody was trying to, the, the technology was still evolving and yeah. all, it was just, it was just terrible at that time. And then all of a sudden they come out with a brand new Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, was it two years ago? Something like that. Yeah. Last year, you know, and it was. Something I um, watch. Oh man, you got to watch it. That is amazing. I love it. It's uh, I can't wait for the second one to come out. I can't wait, but it's like it's just one of those things where very rarely a second movie does just as good or even better as the first one. Okay. So, you know, Friday is probably like an exception. You yeah. know, it's like an exception, and uh, Bad Boys is another exception to the rule. Yeah. Um, so you you got that, but usually it's if that first one was such a huge hit, such a classic, it's hard to duplicate that because people in general are going to compare the first the the first one and the second one. Absolutely. So Absolutely. in a, in a sense, you gotta make that second one a little bit different. So the first one was is all about the story. The second one has to be about the jokes, pretty much in a sense or vice versa yeah so that's what i that's what i think when it comes to stuff like that but you know i think a lot of people running out of ideas and i think that's why um no shows like p valley is you know going through the roof right now you hear people talk about it you know and stuff like that and you know they lost uh, me they took too long Seriously, like when a show takes so long to come back, it's almost like an artist. Like when you take so long to give content again, you are naturally going to lose people. So it's like after they finish the first one, uh, I canceled my subscription and left because I was like, it's just taking too long for y'all to come back. I went ahead and just moved on. And, um, I have not seen one new episode yet. I probably won't be subscribing back, but they just took too long for me. Was it on Stars? Stars, yep. Oh, uh, yeah, see, uh, I don't watch P-Valley, so I'm not <laughs> going to comment on it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Snowfall, yeah, that was... Our good stuff. Yeah, Snowfall was... Uh... I'm going to tell you right now, that's probably one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. Okay. So Snowfall was great. Um, but yeah, now it's like far in between, you know, in terms of great content that you'll watch. Because one, you have to think about it. There's so much content out there, not only on TV, but, yeah. you know, you got a lot of content creators out there creating their own stuff. And now you got uh, uh, Tubi out there no, still rising, you know, with their own original content. And some stuff they put out was pretty good. Some stuff was like, uh, okay, that's trash. Yeah. But, you know, you're going to have some misses and you're going to have, you know, you know, you're going to have some, uh, some success stories. So yeah, that's why, 
you know, stuff like that, I don't mind. But yeah, P Valley, I kind of stay out that conversation. So when people comment on it, I kind of like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell y'all talking about. I don't know who these characters are. You know, I just stay out of that. Yeah. I leave it alone. Don't act. I don't, my wife hasn't even seen it. I don't think. If she does, I don't, you know, we don't watch the same thing. So that's just. Right, right, right. You know, see things while I watch is trash. So I'm like, well, I'm a man, so I'm going to watch man things. I don't sit there watch no, you know, we expect me to watch what you watch. Right. You expect me to watch what's that show, Pose? You want me to watch that shit? That's the show? Yeah. Well, what's that? Uh, Billy Porter? So I only have only well let me not let me say this. I literally watch everything from YouTube and I have Tubi and Amazon Prime. I don't have I cancel Netflix. Um oh you cancel that too like everybody else? Cancel Netflix, cancel Disney Plus, never had Hulu, um, never had HBO Max. So it's like a lot of stuff people watch or shows they watch, I probably don't be seeing them because like I said if it's not mainly on YouTube and I mean like YouTube for free because I don't be paying for nothing on YouTube or if it ain't on Tubi I don't know because I just refuse I think I think I am gonna do um what I just say yeah I think I'm gonna do YouTube unlimited though to get those ads like ad free because I'm so sick of ads but other than that if it ain't for the free I really can't tell you well you know <laughs> that probably sounds so terrible but honestly like, I canceled everything because I just realized I had a whole bunch of like subscriptions and I probably was logging into Netflix like every month or so and watching something I wasn't even on it consistently I think that's the problem with Netflix because uh the difference between Netflix and say like a uh Hulu and a Disney Plus and HBO Max is that when Netflix come out with their new shows, they put every single episode of that season on. The whole thing is about binge watching, mm-hmm. right? But when it comes to the other platforms I mentioned, you got to watch that every week. New episode is uploaded every week. Mm-hmm. So they it, keep, it keeps people, they keep the subscriptions because they know if they binge watch it, they have nothing else to watch, they can lose their, uh, their customers. You know, and not only that, but I just think that Disney Plus and HBO Max, to me, have better content than Netflix. You know, um, I mean, they had the Upshaws, which me and my wife, we watched. um, We watched the first season. Uh, The second season just came out recently. Watched the whole season. And then it's like, what's next? You know, they had Stranger Things on there. They had the Stranger Things. And um, we watched that. You know, but like I said, you're watching it. It's, okay, am I going to watch an old movie on Netflix or no, whatever. So, right. but that's, it, it's just an issue with Netflix. I think um, they changed their uh, strategy a little bit. I think they could keep more people on instead of a lot of people just, and because you're going up on price, but you're not giving us new content in a sense. Right. Like, you know, HBO Max and Disney Plus. Um, even when, like, you go to Tubi, I mean, like, I, like you said, it's free, but you do see original content that they put on their mm-hmm. platform. So it's a, uh, 
it's uh they got a competition. It's a lot of competition now. And uh I mean now even on YouTube, like you said, you could if you want to rent a movie on YouTube, you can do it. Yeah. Or they got the free movies with the ads. You know, so it's it's a competition out here. And as a business, sometimes you just gotta evolve and adapt if you want to stay on top. Thanks. So but you know, we still got it. I don't, yeah, we still got it. We still got the Disney Plus, Hulu. Yeah. But we got it's a package though. It's not like we're paying it separately. Yeah. So that makes sense. So it's a Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Okay. So we only paying like $13 a month to have all three. Yeah. So which is still cheaper than having Netflix by itself. Absolutely. And cable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, I gotta have it. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, football season about to start again. And I gotta have my sports. Gotcha. So you know, f- football season and basketball season, you know, I can't I can't live without it. I gotta <laughs> I gotta have it. Gotta have it, you know. That's pretty much what I watch. My yeah. wife see them. I it's something that I always done as a kid. As a kid, it was my sports, uh, cartoons, and whatever TV shows on Nickelodeon, Disney. So, yeah. and, and some uh, rated R movies included in there. But, but that's uh, that's what I gotta have. So, I gotta have the cable and stuff like that. But, you know, if I could just pay for like a package without having cable. Um, so I think some of them got it depending on your service provider, but if I could just do that, then I'll be good. Okay. But then, you know, like I said, you never know like what shows you might find and all of that and being interested and like, dang, I'm glad I still kept this cable because I would yeah. never, never watch this. But that, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because content, content is becoming the same. You yes. know, like you taking a uh, Tyler Perry, whatever he does, is like different people, same thing. He nothing changes. He might as well just go ahead and buy it. I mean, he could do it. Yes. it really, I think the only problem is if he buys BET, that you gonna see nothing but his, um, you know, content on there. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's gonna be kind of hard for other. Uh, Producers and writers, producers and, and writers, people to come on there. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be kind of hard. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see yeah. what happens. You know, but I I like where we at right now. I like it because we got options. Yes, you can have a more broader. Um. You can look at things more broadly through different channels. So if I want to look up some via YouTube, some Tubi, some Amazon, like I can go to all these different places and find whatever I'm looking for. If they ain't got it over here, I can go over here. If they ain't got it over there, I can go right here. So it's like I got options to weigh out. Definitely, definitely. Um, So let's go ahead and move on. Um, I definitely want to talk about this. I want to get your opinion on this. Okay. Uh, you hear about that uh, the 
the bishop that got robbed on service. Oh yeah, he's a con artist for real. <laughs> how do you, how do you feel about that? Like that's a scam. Uh, that's a whole insurance scam. Like he already went to jail and his and you know, I know they don't I know they say they don't judge people on their past, but like hello. I mean, you gotta know something about the person. So yeah, you went to jail for fraud, a two million dollar fraud, and now you're like this big bishop at this church and you have like a million dollar worth of jewelry on and you just happen to get robbed and you stole $90,000 from one of your church members I'm starting to think you're the problem did you see the uh, church he's using the building no I just seen it was uh I just seen the virtual robbery so they show the bill it's like a very small building in a sense right Mm-hmm. Uh, I think where, where's he in Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, and it's not a big church. It's like very small, hmm. right? He has what Lamborghinis and stuff like that, and Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce, and here's and somebody brought this up on TikTok. If you go, he got no. Of course, he got the blue check on his Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at his followers. Well, the people that he's following, most of them are like Instagram models that he's following, liking their pictures. And I'm like, yo, what? And I'm, I'm kind of with you. It might, it's pretty much might be a con, you know, get the insurance money and all of that. And, you know, because it's like they came in knowing exactly what to do. Like they talked it over, right? And it was like, it was too calm, you know, gave up to like, y'all don't see that what's going on here? Scam. You know, and you in that part of, first off, the fact that you weren't all that, okay, I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> don't, don't go too crazy. But nah, I think, I think that's why a lot of, um, people like nowadays don't have a lot of faith or a lot of spirituality because most preachers today are just con artists i mean pimps and preachers got a lot in common and nine times out of ten your local pimp probably just threw on a black and white suit and became your local preacher so it's like and a lot of guys especially when they in jail they use religion a lot and then i guess they try to keep it going like once they get out of jail so he probably just was using that jailbird stuff, you know, the religion thing in there. I don't know. And he seen just how easy it is to fool people. You ain't even really got to be talking about God. As long as what you're saying just sounds good, people will buy into it. And if you just happen to be doing this at church, I mean, that's just what it is. But nine times out of 10, I mean, hell, I could go in the church and just start saying some good shit. And people be like, I think you should be like these people don't even know me but people just so ready to follow somebody like desperation for a leader is so huge in today's era well people always have wanted a leader but I think so many people are lost they're just drawn to anybody who sounds good and it's like well that's how you get con outers yeah yeah um it's a bad look definitely and 
the point you brought up that you know a lot of people um are leaving the church because of that you know it's, it's a lot of fakeness is going on within the church mm-hmm. that you know it's kind of hard to it's you're not you don't have um, a hard time with the religion it's just the people who are part of it and um you know and that's kind of making people like hey i'm i'm gonna take a step back mm-hmm. you know and stuff and they leave and you know even though they still practice the faith they're just not in church regular i think right. that's the i think that's the difference you know a lot of people think because you don't go to church or whatever you're not practicing this faith or whatever mm-hmm. no nah, i mean listen maybe it's just you they don't trust you as the messenger mm-hmm. you know and you know and this guy he's he's been vocal ever since it happened you know he's been out there he's doing interviews and all that stuff he probably asked him i don't know how much he's asking for an interview um but you know he's he's been out there so i guess he's all of this is calculated like you said it's carefully planned and um he knows what he's doing yes you know what he's doing because i saw the when i saw it for the first time i wasn't going to watch it right i'm like man who come up here and rob the church and then some told me watch the video i watched the video and it seemed to me that you it was too they were too calm to rob a church mm-hmm. something like that don't ever sit right with me because usually you go rob somebody, you a little forceful, you know, you got, you know, little gunshot, you know, some, some going. It was just too calm and too quiet. Because I don't know, if you did you hear anybody screaming in the back? Because I didn't hear anybody screaming in the back, in the background. The, no, the video clip that thing, he was just cooperating. And the dude that was sitting right behind him, he didn't get out the chair one bit. <laughs> it's a- dude in the back was chilling so like i said based off of his past um his criminal past and his personality all i'm saying is when pastors start wearing million dollars worth of jewelry or if they start asking for donations for jets i think you need to just look at your preacher's priorities like well, what is he telling me that's helping me? I mean, y'all not pulling up with Rolls Royces and Lambo trucks and all of this, but y'all giving it to him. And it's like, well, why? You know, that's a good question. And I think they know, like you said, they've, um, they know who they can attack, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, even with some of these uh, preachers who basically are twisting the words, for their own profit, yeah, in a sense, or they basically, uh, you know, saying, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna charge you this much for me to come speak at so and so church and all of that stuff." It's like now you start seeing more of a business aspect when it comes to this church and well, come to the religion as a whole. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, now a lot of people who are suffering, you know, you take from them, but you don't help them out it's almost like insurance yep paying for nothing so it's like you know you telling us to and and the big the big um debate over the last couple of weeks was tithing in the church Mm -hmm. and basically how technically tithing had nothing to do with money 
but you know, they made it about money. Now I understand if you attend the church, you know, you're a member of the church, you know, of course, you know, you got, you want to have this money. So repairs could get done. You have repairs mm-hmm. and all this. I get that part. But then, you know, you got a lot of these, you know, a lot of these preachers, you know, you see what they got on. It's like, we know you ain't got no job outside of this. Okay. Now, most of them do. Most of them have careers outside, you know, of the pulpit. So, you know, they're making good money, you know, with their careers, whether they're engineers, lawyers, you know, doctors even. You know, we get that part. We mm-hmm. know where your money coming from. Mm-hmm. But if this is the only thing that you're doing, you ain't got no book coming out. You know, you don't have like a, a show that you're doing. You know, something that's generating revenue. Nothing. And this is and this is the only thing. And you up here wearing gators. We got to talk, pimp. Gucci. So that, that's the only thing about it. But, you know, you can't let a, a few bad apples spoil a bunch. No. Cause you still you got you still got some uh, ministers out there that's still doing uh, work out here the right way. Thanks. So, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm personally not gonna let a few bad apples spoil the money. All you gotta do is just leave. Right. Leave. I mean, if you think there's some criminal going on, contact an officer. But if you don't do that, then so, yourself. So that's all it is. You know, but he's definitely a con artist. <laughs> I'm sorry, his members. I would have never gave him ninety thousand dollars. I don't care who it is. Like I don't care how much I love or trust you. You was not getting ninety k out of my savings. I mean, I'll do the best I can, but if that's my life savings, and you just yeah. gave it to him because he was doing a housing, I don't even know what. It was. No. Yeah, that's uh. It's just wrong on some of your levels. Absolutely. He's a thief. He's a thief all around. You know, it's wrong on some of your levels. And it's just, you know, a guy like that who flaunts, especially a bishop who flaunts his stuff like that, you know, and, you know, driving his cars, you know, on social media, you know, following the IG models, liking their pictures and all that stuff. You know, it, it's deception you know it's definitely deception and if this is the role he want to take he can do that but um i mean he in the church he understand it he understand the game you know like he came from that background he know how to work it he know how to maneuver people are easily influenced easily manipulated you get enough people to just be sheeps and you a big wolf i mean all it takes is a couple of people and next thing you know you on your feet and they still where you met them but somehow you giving them hope and they truly believe you yep yep so uh if y'all here listening uh just uh be careful your surroundings and uh you know don't believe everything that you hear mm-hmm. you know do your research first you know then you know you just make a decision on that you know so you know, don't get used. That's the only thing I'm saying. Don't get used. Don't don't get kind out of you know your hard-earned money or whatever it is. That's right. But uh, we coming to the end of the episode, man. I we've been having fun. <laughs> we always go to these good talks. I love it here. 
We've been having fun. Um, you know, like always, I let my guests have the last word. Uh, before I give you the last word, I just want to run down a couple of things. Uh, make sure y'all follow Drinking After Dark podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And y'all make sure y'all like this video and subscribe to Drinking After Dark podcast YouTube channel. Also, uh, new episodes air every Friday. Uh, you can catch it on YouTube or you can catch it on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whatever you listen to podcasts. Also, too, if you want to uh, sponsor uh, Drinking After Dark Podcast, please message uh, me at uh, Drinking After Dark Podcast Facebook page or Instagram. Uh, and I'll give you the detail, <clears throat> excuse me, details uh, with that. But um, thanks. Thanks to everybody who's been supporting. Uh, continue to support us, continue to grow, man, and uh, you know, make things happen. Uh, but uh, Savannah, I'm going to give you the last word, anything that you want to say. Uh, the floor is yours. Well, thank you so much. I definitely always appreciate you for letting me come back. Um, I always enjoy this time. I always love the topics. Um, and again, Savannah Sweet Spa, new and improved products, updated website, savannahstore.org. You can place, you can place your order, um, men and women products. If you would like for me to vend at an event, please email me, savannahsweetspy at gmail.com. We can work some things out. Um, yeah. And if you have a podcast, you want me to come on and get, you know, give my opinion on some stuff like we always do here. I can do that as well. But just really appreciate you for letting me use this platform as a way to get my name out there and just a way for me to throw my opinions out there too so I really appreciate it I definitely will be back again so we'll we'll keep a report up I'm still waiting on the podcast with you and your friends so I know we spoke about that last time too <laughs> you know what I'm glad you reminded me because I actually forgot about that yeah. but um I'm definitely gonna bring you back but it's gonna be for a ladies night so come back uh once I get everything set up I will let you know Okay. Uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna have my wife host it. Okay. You know, so it's gonna be for the ladies, and y'all can talk about whatever y'all want to. Okay. Uh, just don't get too crazy. That's all <laughs> I ask. Um, hey, put me in there. I'm down. Cool. Appreciate you. And um, uh, I'm still waiting on that uh that deal between me and you, so I can be <laughs> the face of your your men's line. So I I'm waiting. I don't care. You know, if you want to send some products my way, promote it, you know, stuff like that, send some my way, you know, well, I'll, I'll put it out there. I'll help you. Cause I always Thank like you. to see people, uh, you know, succeed in any way I can help, you know, just let me know. You're a real one. I got you. All right. Well, Savannah, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, y'all tune in every Friday for drinking after dark podcast. Uh, until next time, people, this is Darius. I'm out. Peace. Bye. Gotta get to the money. Gotta get to the money. Uh huh. Early morning, so you know that I'm on it. So you know that I'm on it. Gotta make sure that my family's straight. Gotta make sure that my kids and
is the name. Gotta make sure that the bills is paid, and then let's get to the money. Get to the money. Uh huh.